Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to A Fan to a Fan, Episode 5. The safe place where I am allowed to speak openly about my criticisms of people and society. I'm your host, Frenny's Coupe, and I hope you will remember that name until your dying days. Let's get into it. Y'all see the title? She's a runner. She's a track star. Wow. I don't watch TikTok, so I don't know the um the full song. So we're just gonna leave it at that. But um do y'all ever, you know, participate um in exercising? I know. What is that? I, I have no idea what that is. Um me personally though, I'm trying to get back in the habit. I gotta be in shape for the bar next semester. That's the goal. I gotta look good, you know. And uh, this school year, I've been slacking. I've been slacking a lot. I just constantly make excuses, claiming like, oh, I don't have enough time. And in reality, I was just laying in bed looking at the ceiling. And I could have went to the gym, but I didn't. It's just making excuses for yourself, and you just never get into the habit of doing it. But, you know, like I said, my inspiration is looking good for the bar. Um, the most exercise I actually did, honestly, was just probably like drawing my supply demand graphs and that, that, that's the most, and that doesn't really take that much effort. I mean, maybe shading in that, that dead weight loss and, uh, the producer and the consumer surplus, uh, takes a lot of, um, you know, effort, you know, but I don't know. That's the most exercise I did in high school, actually. I did I did a few sports and uh and also uh we we stayed active because they forced us to participate in gym class. Gym class, gym class. Gym class was disgusting. Honest disgusting. We had 10 minutes to get dressed and to go to class. Some schools had less amount of time, but that's the amount of time I had, and I just find that really ridiculous. And even if we did make it to class on time, we would be all sweaty and nasty. Yuck. They 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 really did not think that through. And they just expect us to rush to class after gym. That is nasty, and some of us would be ashy. I'm not saying any names, but... um. It would be a lot of ashy folks, a lot of stanky folks, because y'all y'all remember the uh the uh, gym class ballers, okay? They thought they were in the NBA, so they would just take it extra hard, you know. That that's just that whole thing was was ridiculous to me. They had an NBA. I remember they had it like like in my high school. Um, the better players would be in the NBA. And the ones that sucked, didn't know how to dribble a ball, would be in the D League. They called it. They they are freaking. Pro- they were acting like they were professional ballers out there. I'm like, sir, this is gym class. Uh, gym doesn't even count towards our GPA. But okay. Anyways, there were some people that were the complete opposite of the gym class ballers. You have the girls that would just um sit on the side, not get dressed all year, and just completely fail gym. I saw this meme the other day said, y'all really failed gym class, huh? I mean, now looking at it, looking at it, uh, from this perspective, I see like, I see why, why they didn't, why they didn't want to participate in gym class. Um, 
But I just, why can't you just put in the bare minimum, get yourself a nice C, and keep going with life? You don't have to go too hard, but um, you don't have to fail. But I guess people didn't see that. Even if the girls who did fail the gym class, I mean, they would have to run laps on the track during the summertime, during summer school. But, you know, I guess people think in the now. So so that's okay. But gym class is besides the point. I want to get back on the topic of, you know, the high school sports. Uh, this may be to everyone's surprise, but in high school, I actually did cross country. <laughs> Yes, cross country. Um, it was a hot mess. That that yeah, that was definitely a hot mess. I know I describe everything as a hot mess, but that was a hot hot mess. I would cross the finish line, left titty and right titty slapping me in the face. That was just so much momentum going up against me, but you know I still crossed it. And of course I crossed the finish line with my slight limp because I had, you know, a little slight arthritis, you know, at the age of 16, but, but that's okay. I crossed the finish line. And, uh, this is just an interesting story on how I got into the sport because the sport, I didn't get into it based off of passion in any way because who likes running i know there are a few people that like running but you know i don't like running if you saw me you could look at me and be like she don't like running and she's never ran a day in her life but um i was in it for three years and the reason why is kind of weird so um that's what i want to talk about today a nice little story time episode of my cross-country adventures uh cross-country adventures and struggles, you know, so you shouldn't be offended by today's topic because it's my story, but if you are, then too bad, I can't do anything about it, but anyway, let's get into it. All right, now, before I get into my uh, origin, my backstory on this cross-country mess, um, I would like to take a sip of my drink. And if you're wondering what I'm drinking today, I'm drinking um, a gallon of great value purified drinking water. Yes, I'm drinking out of the gallon. It's okay. It's mine. Um, but it's it's very re refreshing. It, it tastes better than the last water I was drinking. So that's, so that's a good thing. Um, so basically, this is uh, a little quick, you know, summary of how I got into, not how I got into, but like, you know, the, the pre-cross country era, just me, you know, being <clears throat> involved in the sports and stuff like that. So, um, I would have to go to go back, back to, to young Fernice. She was so innocent. Sixth grade, sixth grade, um, I had some aspirations, some aspirations of you know, being on the girls' basketball team. Because let me tell y'all now, I've been a baller, okay? I've been a baller. I grew up uh, playing basketball with uh, my brothers, my brothers, my siblings, mostly my older brother when we would play together. In my grandma's backyard, we had a little hoop um, on the garage, and we would always play Sometimes the little neighbor boys would come over and I would play against his friends. And uh, that's that was just me always playing. And 
I always had some some type of like interest in it, but I've never actually watched basketball. And I know when there was time uh, in sixth grade, when there was actually a team, I just knew I was like, I'm going to make the basketball team. And people were like, you ain't going to make it. And by people, I mean, my siblings, they're like, you ain't going to make it. You suck. I was like, I'm going to make the basketball team. You know, I tried. I was doing some little dribbling in the backyard and some uh shooting, you know, some layups. Though I would lift up the, the wrong leg every single time. But, you know, I was out there. So uh, tryouts, you know, I pulled up, whatever. And I wasn't too bad. I noticed I had a little shot, you know, a little, you know, a little long distance shot. It was, it was decent. It was decent. And then that's basically how I did make the team because I remember I was, I was scrimmaging and I was the third round of uh, girls, you know, being, being selected. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, they, they think I suck. Uh, they won't like put me into a scrimmage with the team. And then I finally got the opportunity and then what? I made a basket. Okay. So I'm thinking I'm freaking Ray Allen out there, uh, Steph Steph Curry over there, because I made one shot. But no, sixth grade was actually uh, it was a a journey a, a journey for me because we had a decent team that year. With the because uh, it was the we call it the sixth and seventh grade basketball girls basketball team, and then there was just an eighth grade team. So I was on the, the team with seventh graders, and the two seventh graders, the they were like the point guard and the shooting guard. They were really good. And we had a decent starting five and stuff, and also like a good six-man, good bench. So I was, not going to lie, I was at the end of that bench, okay? And and I was just so upset about it. I was... I would try, but I was also so quiet. Like, I wouldn't speak up for myself. And I just didn't have the experience they did. So, not going to lie to y'all, I warmed the bench, okay? The bench was nice and warm for the girls when they when they got to sit down after, you know, winning, blowing the other team out by 20. And then maybe, just maybe I'll get a minute to go in and uh, play. Um, but I definitely wore the bench. I didn't have basketball shoes. I remember my first game I wore back when Pumas weren't in style. Pumas are back in style now. It just amazes me how like how just stuff like like comes back in style and then now it's now it's acceptable. But but back in the day when I was wearing it, I looked busted, but it's okay. Um so I wore these white pumas and uh as basketball shoes, thinking I was matching with the white home jersey, but uh-uh, girl, like, I just want to go back in time and slap myself. To add to it, I had some bangs. I had some bangs in a ponytail and some white pumas, and I looked busted, but it was my first game. I remember I got in towards the end because I think uh, the starters had, had blew them out. So, you know, coach like, get in, get in for this. I get in. And then they knew that was, it was my corner shot. They knew that I had the corner shot. So they was like, okay, like she's open. She's open. So they throw me the ball. I'm ready. I see the hoop. I get it in my hands. And then I say, I shoot it and it barely grazed the rim. And that was the only shot attempt I got that entire season. But I was determined. I was determined to bounce back because that's when I started uh, studying the game more. And I got into Kobe Bryant. And Kobe Bryant, if anybody actually knows me, 
that's my idol. That's the guy I look up to. That's my number one. I always wear my necklaces every single day to remind me of him. And, and he just really changed my life in a lot of ways. I feel like sports is, uh, it can be applicable to, uh, a lot of situations in real life. And that's what it starts as. Cause in sixth grade, uh, middle school, we may not have a lot to worry about. So we have these little dilemmas like I did, like warming the bench up. Um, and then that just transfers onto, uh, other things, other harder things like getting into college or, you know, doing jobs and stuff, just, just that, just that type of stuff. And it really makes it out to be like the type of person you will be in the future. So, so these little situations and these role models I have, I know people may say, oh, everybody's a, a Kobe Bryant fan, blah, blah, blah. But he, he really did change a lot of lives and he really did inspire a lot of people. And that shouldn't be looked over because these people make, you know, an impact on people's lives. And that's why I will forever be grateful for him. But <laughs> I'm getting off topic. So I, was, I really started studying him a lot. And I was in sixth grade around, uh, I remember the 2012-2013. And that was the season of the Lakers with uh, Steve Nash, Dwight Howard, Dang, Steve Nash, White Howard. I'm trying to think of their other players. There's no one, no one really significant. But that was supposed to be the big three. But uh, Dwight Howard wasn't really getting along with uh, Kobe Bryant and stuff. And then uh, we had Mike D'Antoni as a coach, and that me reminiscing getting upset. <laughs> But that was supposed to be the, the big three, basically. The White Howard wasn't getting along. He had shoulder issues, back issues, whatever was wrong with him. And then Steve Nash, he old. He, you, you flick him like that, he broke his knee. So I appreciate Steve Nash, though. I, I appreciate the game. But, like, gosh. But the point is, the Lakers, they were not, they were falling under um, expectations. They went 0-8 in the preseason. And uh, everyone expected this to be old. The big three, the big three. And then basically, uh, that was the year Kobe Bryant basically took charge. He took charge and he ended up getting a, was it eight or seven seed? It was an eight seed. I remember they played the Spurs in the first round of the playoffs and they got swept. And they got swept because Kobe Bryant literally gave his all. He gave his all to, uh, to push the Lakers to the playoffs, and he tore his Achilles. I remember watching that against the Golden State Warriors. He he tore his. I think he scored thirty seven points that that game. He tore his Achilles, and even after that, he shot two free throws, made it, and limped off the court. That was just so inspiring to me. And the only the only like footage I studied was him from that. 2012-2013 season. That was just so inspiring to me. And he just became my favorite player. And the Lakers, like, even though they sucked, they sucked butt so bad. I'm saying, talking about the, the, the uh, following season when they won, like, 11 games. And they would be getting blown out. Like, I was a Lakers fan because Kobe Bryant was there and and he also taught me about loyalty. He stayed on the same team for 20 years. For 20 years. So he didn't he didn't give up on them. 
he had high hopes. He he gave his all at uh was he thirty four that year. He was thirty four that year in the seventeenth season, and he gave his all. And there was a lot of critics, and he did it. So that's that's. That's my impact on, like, that's his impact on me, and I will forever be grateful, and I'll forever wear this necklace, and I will forever rep Kobe Bryant. Actually, somebody tried to comfort me one time. Um, they was they were like, the Kobe Bryant uh posters in your room are uh corny, and this was like after he had died. It was like almost a year anniversary because he died on January twenty sixth of twenty twenty, and like. She really tried to comfort me. So I'm like, oh, you cut off. So, yeah, she got cut off. She got thrown in the dumpster. But don't call my posters corny, okay? You don't know me. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm getting off topic again. But uh, the point is the bounce back. So I was I was pretty pissed off that I was warming the bench and uh, people didn't have uh, expectations for me. They didn't expect anything out of me. So that entire summer... I practiced and practiced, and what triggered that was this this video I watched on YouTube. It was called uh, "The Gift," and um, it's this one motivational speaker, Eric Eric Thomas, I think Eric Thomas. He was speaking in the background, and um, it was basically a collage of like uh, Kobe Bryant and stuff like training. And the it started off with uh the video started off with him uh, tearing his Achilles in the game against the Warriors and uh he was shooting the free throws and then like just him working hard and stuff and then I'm just hearing the motivational words from Eric Thomas and then you know the nice motivational music and that and that's what made me I was outside for hours and hours and hours playing playing basketball, dribbling basketball, doing doing whatever to get better. And then at night, I would go to sleep watching watching basketball clips of Kobe Bryant trying to study his moves. I would I would have a notebook. I would I'll be writing it down. I would I would just I would just be doing all that. I would, I would be trying to also like getting shaved, like in, in condition. I I just want to be like him in every way, and it, that just really inspired me. So I bounced back, came back seventh grade. And everybody was surprised by me. I, I ended up starting that, that year. I ended up actually scoring, getting in some, some shot attempts, being more of a leader. And then people saw me more seriously. Then the um following year, um, eighth grade, um, it was it was just me. Like like I got I got even better until this one game. Um very sad. Uh it was against this one busted school. I don't remember. I don't want to say anything. Some people may be defensive over their middle schools. But I was going up for, was it a rebound? I was going up for the rebound. And then uh, I had, I think I had ran into this girl. I didn't run into this girl. Like I bumped into this girl and I fell. And then you know me, like I just I get right back up, like like I don't care, I just get get right back up, and then it, that's it. <laughs> but um, I remember trying to get up, and um, the the coaches yelling at me too. He's like he's like get up, get up, and then I was like I can't, I can't, I can't walk, and then uh, just tears like was just like flowing down my face. I was like 
It's like, I can't walk. I can't, I can't get up. I can't get up. Oh my gosh. Now I'm getting emotional. Uh, but <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't get up. I can't walk. And then that, that just struck me because I was always the type to, to bounce back no matter what. And I just like, I was trying to communicate that, that I couldn't walk, that something was off. So, um, I remember my dad had came to that game and then he had, he walked me off the court. I know. So sweet. Uh, he, he walked me off of the court and, uh, sat me down on the bench. And then my main concern, cause I, I call my dad daddy. Like, like, yeah, I'm a daddy's girl, whatever. Forget y'all. I was like, I was like, daddy, they, they saw me cry. That was my main concern that, that they, that they saw me cry over like, oh, my knee busted. I can't walk. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just like injured. I set out for a bit cause I literally cannot walk. And then uh, I remember the first day I came back to uh, school after the injury, I had crutches and I could not stand it. I, I was just so pissed off by those things. I'm like, why do these crutches even exist? So, uh, the next, uh, the next day after that, I tried to make myself believe that I was okay. <laughs> so Icy Hot was my was my best friend, and I still can't walk. And people looked at me crazy, like this girl is looking like like what is her problem? But uh, I I was just in pure denial that I you know that I was injured. Like I was I was injured. I needed help. <laughs> but eventually, um, with some not participating in a gym class and uh with uh the games I saw a few games and then I was slightly okay like I was I was slightly okay and then I was like oh I'm coming back it's the it's the return of the Frenies so I came back and I was like playing on this on this busted knee and uh and yeah they that that's what happened and I remember my final eighth grade game was against this really uh tough team they were tall like these girls were so tall and i'm just like where did y'all come from like y'all got no business being this tall but anyway they blew us out in like the first round of the playoffs or whatever and i'm just i was just so upset how tall they were like i <laughs> i still cannot get over that like they need to go to the nba forget that um but yeah and then my coach sat me out and he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, oh, you're good. You're good. Thank you for everything. And I'm just like, I'm just like, what? Like, can I go back in? Like, it's the last few minutes. And, uh, he's like, no, you're, no, you're good. You're injured. So I, so I just said, you know, I set out just watching that, you know, I would say it was, it was an ending. And it was like a lot learned through that. And that's good that I learned that at a young age because you're taught at that age, you work hard, you, you work hard for, for, you know, for what you want and you'll get it. But just that, that story, it's just like, no, like that's life. <laughs> and that's do what, that is why I walk around with that with, with a pessimistic attitude Cause you, you just, that's just not how life works. Yeah. You work hard. Yeah. You have these aspirations. Yeah. You have these dreams, but it's not always going to go in your way. Just cause you work towards something don't, don't mean you're going to get it. 
If if it was like that for everybody, everybody would be successful. So I found that like to be a very valuable lesson just at that young age and just going on. So on to high school, like y'all may be wondering, oh, whatever happened with this knee? A girl, girl, boys, I was I was not even healed because <laughs> the doctor refused to give me an MRI. So of course you can't do anything without them seeing what's what's actually running. They refused to give me a referral. Actually, I did have a a referral. I had a referral, and then the insurance denied it. That's HMO insurance. Just in case you want to know. Um, actually, I took this class this semester. Health economics, like it's HMO stands for Health Management Organization. It is cheaper. It's cheaper. Uh, health insurance. But um, they limit uh, the people you can actually see, the doctors you can, you should actually see, and they go to uh, minimize costs. So it's it's less expensive to get an X-ray versus uh, an MRI or or a CT scan over an MRI because the MRI is is very expensive and they don't want to pay for that unless it's absolutely necessary. So I had to go through the x-ray. It wasn't really anything shown in the x-ray. And then a CT scan. What is the CT scan going to do for, you know, this? Like x-rays is only for bones, not for like the tendons and and ligaments, you know, in in your knee. Like, okay, not me being a doctor, but... (laughs) It's it's okay. It's all right. So like that. So I just really like like push it off to the side, and I couldn't jump on the knee. I couldn't. I would just have like sharp pains in it, and then it would swell up really bad. And through all that, I was still I was still play. I was still play with a busted knee. I did not care. I was just like I wanna I wanna do my best for high school. I wanna do my best for high school. I wanna play basketball. I love basketball. I love Kobe Bryant. We gonna we gonna push we gonna push through like he pushed through. And uh, <laughs> I realized Kobe Bryant got health insurance though, but you know that's okay. Uh, so I got screwed by the insurance company, which is why I wasn't really able to uh, truly actually um, get get the care I needed and like maybe some preventive care because um, after that. When I actually finally got surgery, it took government insurance, you know, Medi- Medicaid, yes, Medicaid through the government after some unforeseen uh, circumstances with uh, with my dad's job. But uh, I had Medicaid, and that was the only way I was able to uh, get an MRI, get surgery. But surgery could have been prevented in the first place if... They actually knew what was going on with, with me, and they actually, like, took a look. And if they didn't want to cut costs, they could actually see. And I probably, like, with a meniscus, because uh, it was a torn meniscus. A torn meniscus, uh, sometimes if you just, if you let it, you can let it heal by itself in six weeks, you know, with, with rest. And sometimes you, you do you do need uh, surgery. And the surgery is basically just shaving down the is it is it ligament or tendon? They just they they shave it down so they could get rid of that pain. But um, of course, with me being on it the entire time, the tear just got gradually worse and worse. And the fluid I was talking about earlier is that actually wore down um, the the. Yeah, yeah, okay, well, the, the wearing down of, of the cartilage in my knee actually caused the bones to, to scrape and then the swelling, a combination of that stuff, it just, it caused me to have arthritis. And the arthritis is basically the bones rubbing against bone. 
And and that's that's what I have from that. And that I feel like it could have been prevented if I wouldn't have been like if I would have been able to have the MRI done and um you know, have a, a orthopedic doctor tell me that, but that's not the case. We're not going to fight for that right now. But I continued uh, to work hard over the summer. Even my my uh, family, I remember them. They uh, one day I was just walking around with shorts, and then my cousin is like, "He's like, dang, that knee, that knee is big." I'm like, "Okay, like calm down, like dang." Like I looked up how to how to get the, the knee swelling down. Like like I would sit with my legs up in the air. Like I would put ice packs, hot packs, uh, Epsom salt baths. Uh, I did whatever to get that knee down. I was just in such huge denial, but but that it's okay, it's okay. Like I did all that. Um, uh, and then I remember when the uh school started. Uh, since basketball was a winter sport, um, the fall season, uh, the the varsity coach had organized basketball conditioning. So I came every single day and that was so hard. We ran, we did, uh, we ran in the pool balcony over and over and over. We did the stairs in the football field and we just, we did all of that. And I showed up every single day. He said, you're the only one that, that showed up every single time. You're a hard worker. And I, I didn't care. I know they, they made fun of me of my knee and like, I couldn't, I couldn't run as fast. Because um I had the the uh the knee issue, but um I was over there I was over there limping, <laughs> and I ran weird I ran weird because like I guess my knee it wouldn't bend it wouldn't bend when I when I ran so it just looked like I was just like my right leg was bending and I was just like over here like just dragging dragging my left leg along, <laughs> and it, it was kind of funny, and then um. When I was on the basketball team, like towards the end, uh, it was it was a decent season. And then um, I remember this when this one game against our our rivals, right, uh, in our district. Um, that was the day because I my auntie had gave me this knee brace. It was like it had it, it like a robotic knee, and I was just like, I need it. I need I need whatever you gonna give me. I just I need it. I need to put it on. I need something because my my knee's killing me. It's swelling up. It it hurts. I can't jump. Um, so I wore that, and I was just doing whatever. And then out of nowhere, my my coach uh she puts me on the bench. And then uh, I was just like, I'm like, why'd you put me on the bench? Like, what are you talking about? She's like, she's like, are you you're you're in pain? You're in pain. You can't run. I'm just like, I'm just like, what are you talking about? It's like you, you're lipping. <laughs> and I just like for so long, I was just ignoring the pain, and and just and like everyone was like observing, it, like, oh, you were you were so bad yesterday with your leg, like like it looked like you were in so much pain. I was just like, what are you talking about? So, so, so that, so that happened. And that was the day, you know, uh, we had been, uh, blessed with the, with the Medicaid insurance. So went to a doctor, got the MRI, had a torn meniscus, got the surgery. And, uh, then of course, sophomore year is coming up. He was like, okay, got, I got my first surgery. I went to a uh, physical therapy, you know, it's time to get back into it. So I worked hard over the summer, of course, of course, you know, my usual. And um, I decided to take a different turn. I decided uh, 
for these people make fun of you for your running and you like conditioning has always been like something that you haven't been focusing on it's time to get shape it's time to run with the other girls it's time to join cross country that's when i decided to join cross country i joined cross country just just for the fact that I wanted to be in shape for basketball and be the best person I can be and ready for the sport. So that's literally why I joined it for the pure reason of basketball. <laughs> so let's 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 get into this uh cross country journey, y'all. Howdy, 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 howdy. Okay. Alright, so the first day of cross country uh, for me was a struggle. Cross country uh, started slightly before the school year started, so it was summer. It was hot. My braids were out. I looked like, um, you know, silly from the color purple, and I was out there running in the hot. And I would just say before I left, I left uh, to the school. I think I rode a bike. Yeah, I rode a bike to my high school that day, and then my dad, my dad and my grandma was just like looking at me like, "You sure? You sure?" You sure you going? What 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 you gonna do now? And I was like, What are you talking about? Like I'm I'm going to cross country practice. Like I'm I'm going. They were like, You weren't playing <laughs> So that was that was disrespectful, okay? First of all, they don't believe me. They're supposed to be your family. Grandmas are supposed to lie to you. Mine didn't. My dad didn't either. He tried across the country too, in fact. He did it to get in shape for wrestling. I think that's where I got the original idea from was uh from him, but he was he was like he said, Fernice, it's cross country, it's rough. Uh I came in last every single race. Are you sure you wanna do this? I said, I'm sure. Like, let me go. So I go there and then um the coaches are uh the track coaches. And my school had a decent track team. Um because you know black people like to run. I'm I'm sorry, but but they do. They they like to run fast, short distances. Um not cross country. So I talked about earlier how my school was predominantly black and it was like, you know, some some Hispanics, but uh the cross country team was not something that was really uh striving due to uh demographics, let's be honest. Uh, so, so you, you don't see no black folks running, running three plus miles out, out in the hot. They want to run short distances to get over, to get it over with. Cause let me, let, let's just face it. Black people been running all their lives. Why they want to run for three miles for fun. Okay. So it was me. And then it was just one girl, this one girl. Yeah. This one girl. And she was, um, she was the star or whatever. And of course she was good. She was good. And I remember this other girl in my grade. She barely showed up, I think. I don't know why why she barely showed up. But she barely showed up. And it was just like me, her, me, the other girl in my grade, and then the the star of the team. And it I was struggling. I was struggling. Like they said, okay, let's let's warm let's warm up with, with some two hundreds. I'm two hundred what? I didn't understand <laughs> I did not understand the lingo of cause I never did track either. I just played basketball. I said two hundreds what what the heck is that? I know math, so I think that's how I figured it out. I'm like, I'm like, y'all warm up with this? Like, like come on. 
So I was over there, and then the coaches were probably looking at me like, oh, where'd she come from? Like, I mean, <laughs> they, they were probably doing that, but I was there, and I stayed the whole time. And then um, I remember the, towards the end of practice, we actually had a, we had a little mile test to, uh, to see where we was at with our miles. And what I, cause we had to run around the outside track. I remember the, the outside tracks around the football field. Um, I remember, yeah, I, like, I think I just forgot how to run. Cause honestly, in basketball, you don't, you don't really run like that. So I'm just running around a, a track four laps. Uh, and then I, I don't think I was really running. I, I think I was doing, I would describe it as, uh, slightly faster than a shuffle, slightly lifting up my feet. Um, but anyway, just say, let's just say the, the track coach had to teach me how to run. He said, Fernice, you run with the balls of your feet. And I'm just like, what, what is that? Like, I didn't know, like I had no idea to run, like, no idea how to run. Like I, I, I even looked it up beforehand. I'm like, how to run, what what to run with. Like, I, like nobody teaches you that. They they think, like, it's just, like, common sense, duh. But, like, no, if you if you don't come from a family full of athletes and stuff, like, how are you supposed to know how to run? So that was that. It was fine. I was, like, again, one of the, one of the few people there. Um, so freshman year, I mean, not freshman year. This was sophomore year when I did it. But, but sophomore year, basically, I can explain it as – us not having enough uh teammates to uh compete for points because you need a certain amount of people running in order to to qualify uh to be to have points to um I think the yeah the lowest points wins and you you need to have a certain amount of runners in order to qualify for that and we didn't even have that because like I said black folks don't like to run long distances uh, during you know for a long period of time so that it was a whole struggle and i just i just remember i was just so i would get lost on the course i'm just like i i'm not good with direction so uh this, this is a little a little fact for y'all like i'm not i'm not good with direction i don't know where I, where i'll be going half of the time but i i was just going like i so i'm just like okay can i walk the course first cuz like i may get lost so I did, and I don't understand maps. They're showing show me a map, and I'm just what the heck is this? It'd be like what what is this map? So I would get lost, and then I'm like literally like most of the time I would be in literal last place. It would be me, my right titty, my left titty in last place, and it's funny because every single time I showed up for every single race. It was only me and the really good girl that that showed up, and of course I had to run varsity because nobody was there for uh, JV, and I'm just like, oh god, like, like this was a hot mess. But I showed up every single time, and I didn't really care about the people around me or the or the, or the tall girls with long skinny legs, you know, running in the first place. I'm just like, I'm I will never be that. I will never be a tall skinny girl with long legs <laughs> in a blonde ponytail. But um, you know. It's it's okay. May I can maybe do the blonde ponytail if I wanted to, but I I can't get the rest. But I was just over there, showed up every day, 
every day on time. And we had to get up early for those Saturday meets. I didn't forget that. I'd be tired. I'd just show up in my little little cross-country suit. And I'll be over there ready to lose, ready to get last place. But I showed up every single time, and that's all that matters. And I saw my improvement. I saw my improvement every single day. The coaches saw my improvement, and they appreciated me. And then it was – I remember uh, I was at the start line, and then one of the uh, the coaches from the rival school, uh, they were within our, our district. So it was also a high concentration of uh, black people, too. And she understands how black folks don't like to run long distances. She was she was like, she's like, I see you at every single meet and you never give up. And that that really meant something to me. OK, she's you know, she's telling me that 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 she sees what I'm doing. She sees my hard work and that doesn't go unnoticed. Like I said, you never know who's watching and you never know who uh, who can get inspired from that. So that's why you keep doing what you're doing and you keep trying to, you know, set, set the example and just stick to your standards, you know. So so that that really meant something to me. But I would also get negative comments like it would mostly be about my titties, um, it would be like, oh, like, like, uh, you need a bra, you need a better bra, or it would, it would be like, oh, like, you over here running with those big titties, and what am I supposed to do, and they're like, oh, I don't, I don't see how you run with those things, those things, these things is me, they, they connected to me, you acting like I could plop them off at the end of the night, I wish, I wish it was a little Velcro strap, take them off, you know, and then put them back on when I'm getting ready for the day. But that's not the case. And that's what I had. And that's what I did. But at the end of the day, I worked hard. I worked hard. I worked harder than a lot of the, <laughs> I was talking about a lot of other people. Wasn't that many, wasn't that many people on the team, but you know, I was there. I showed up every single day and I made the difference within myself, you know, and I saw how much I was improving, improving with my running, you know, my stamina, you know, all stamina and like, you know, all of that. So I really, that, those comments at the time hurt, but I would just forget about it because I would just look at myself and uh, see how I was improving every day. And that's all that mattered to me. And, um, at the end of the, soft, the, end of the uh, sophomore cross country season, I ended up, uh, getting injured actually. Uh, I talked about, um, the injury with, with my knee and having that injury for, I say I I got my first uh, my meniscus injury was initially uh yeah so I had it for uh 15 months before I can get it treated so I said I I got arthritis from that and then with those 15 months of me not properly using my left leg um that uh developed you know a, a strength imbalance between my right and my left leg so um that that was just that was just something so i had to like get get the strength up but it was just a lot of a lot of the damage was already done cuz uh i said i was still working out and then most of that strength was going to my right leg cuz i didn't realize i was you know if i would do squats i would lean over to my right side that stuff i didn't know i was doing that you know un- unconsciously and then that's that's how the the strength and balance happened so Running on this, it it caused issues with my uh, they call it shin splints, whatever. So I just like ignored that. Of course, you know I love being in denial 
Um, I I ignored that, and the injury it it just got worse and worse to a point where I could not walk. I'll be popping pills. Pop, uh, okay, not those pills. You know, ibuprofen, the them eight hundred milligrams, the good ones, the the ones from the doctor, not 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 the one in the um when you you get from the dollar store. I I have the eight hundred milligrams and I pop it every four hours, and I thought that was normal. I would be in pain in my sleep. Um, I I just I just ignored it, and because the uh, basketball trials was coming up. And I was like, I, I have to try out. I was like, this is why I did this. Is, this is why I did cross country. I did it for basketball. I have a love for basketball. I forget cross country. I, I love basketball. That's why I did this. And just for that to happen again, I felt like I feel like God was slapping me in the face again. Cause with the working working extra hard and integrating and injuring myself, and then um. Working so hard during the cross country, going stepping outside of my my comfort zone severely, just for me to get injured, it just felt like everything was was against me. But again, that that lesson of just because you work hard and just because you have a plan in your head and you have these desired goals, it doesn't mean it's gonna happen. Cause that's life. That's life. At the end of the day, you gotta get over it. So it was just that experience again. Of course, my stupid self. I still show. I popped. I popped a couple pills. Wrapped wrapped up my uh oh it was in my ankle my whole leg I just had stuff wrapped up it was wrapped it's wrapped it looked like a cast and then the coaches for the basketball team were just like what the like what what is she doing like I was just, they were like you're injured you need to sit down like like you we we got you we got you you're on the team and I was just like oh tears so um. I ended up, I ended up staying, um, like coming to every game, uh, injured, even though I did not have transportation back. Cause, um, that was a big issue for me. Trans transportation. My dad would work and live with my mom. My grandma doesn't drive and none of my siblings drove. So it was nice when I had to walk home, walk home by myself, uh, in the dark or, just I would just really be struggling for rides, and I just did it because again I love I was dedicated to team. I love the team. I love the sport, so I did whatever I could. I remember walking like literally on ice, and I was slipping all the way all the way to practice. Uh, I would do whatever to, despite the the transportation issue. I I saw again you gotta do whatever it takes. Again the Kobe Bryant thing, you know. It's a blessing and a curse to, to look up to, to someone so hardworking because you take it literally. <laughs> so I took everything literally. Um, so I did that. I eventually got to play, and it was okay. And then I noticed um, over the season, um, I just sort of I lost the passion. I lost my passion for basketball. And then part of it was the coaches. I don't know. They just took something. They took something out of me that – I remember, because it was this one moment I remember, um, this, the guy on the varsity boys team, he's like, he's like, you look like you don't want to be here. And hearing that, I wasn't doing anything. I was literally, I just, I got, I just got dressed. I had my shoes on and I was ready to to go in for practice. But just to hear him say, you look like you don't want to be here. That that just that just really took took you know 
Cause I again I was doing that unconsciously. Cause I used to be the first one. I used to hurry up and get ready for for practice and be be the first one shooting around and being happy and then just just thinking about all the stuff I went through in sixth grade, seventh grade, all the all the clips I watched, all the studying I did of the game, and and like all that just just raced through my head. I know this sounds really dramatic, but like it literally raced through my head. And and just just to hear that, I was like, like I lied. Of course, of course, I lied. It's like no, I don't want to be here. But just just to know that something that I gave so much to at a young age. I know I'm young. I'm talking like I'm I'm 55 years old, but. Something I gave in my young life, I gave so much, I sacrificed so much, you know, relative to to my, you know, to my life experience, and and I lost the passion for it. So that was a whole crisis there. So I didn't, I didn't do basketball the rest of my years. But one thing I always took with me, like I just knew, like I always had that mindset, cause like I, you either give it your all. Or you you just don't you just you just do nothing, and I felt like if I couldn't give it my all, if my heart wasn't into it, then then why why can why continue to uh pursue it, why why continue to be there? It's, it's no point. So I stopped it because I didn't I didn't have a passion for it, and I didn't want to be given mediocre stuff in a place where I didn't feel like I belong. So I just stopped. But the thing is, junior year. <laughs> Why did I continue doing cross country? <laughs> I I I could I continue doing it because cause I was pissed off. Cause it was still it was still people talking. They're over here like for these like like you can't do cross country. You got arthritis. They literally said that to me, like you got arthritis, your knee busted. It's like your teeth too big. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, why are y'all talking to me about cross country? This is English. This is English class. You talking to me about cross country? We reading Hamlet. You talking to me that I can't do cross country? But, uh, you know, so junior years, it was a bit different. Um, we had a new coach and this coach, uh, she was very, um, enthusiastic. Those who went to high school with me, what they, they know. I don't, I don't know how to <laughs> describe it exactly, but she, she was a really nice person. Uh, and she actually cared about long distance running because, you know, she, she did uh, marathons and stuff and, uh, she ran and, uh, she actually cared and, and she believed that everyone can run long, long distances, uh, if, even if they aren't, you know, of that race, um, like everyone can do long distance. So, um, she saw me and then, you know, she, you know, she, <sighs> She appreciated me, you know. She appreciated me that that I showed up and stuff, and that um, that I would work really hard, and that's and that's where the nickname Frenice the Beast actually originated from. I know it's a joke now amongst my friends, like, oh, Frenice the Beast, like, like, why do you call yourself that? I know because Frenice rhymes with beast, like, <laughs> but I was a beast. I gotta admit, like, not looks wise, maybe a little bit, but. It's just the the fact that I would I would just push it like I would push it hard you know I I do I do whatever I I work super hard and I'm and I'm for needs to be so I guess that's the thing so uh so I ended up being a co captain that that year actually because she just appreciated my my work ethic and even if like I wasn't I wasn't the uh, the fastest and I didn't have the long leg I didn't have the longest legs or anything I showed up every day I worked I worked really hard. 
And I set the example for many girls to, to actually come on the team and participate because they saw, like, if you can do it, like, I can do it. Like, like what's holding Frenice back, you know, not, not her outside forces, you know, her forces attached to her chest. Uh, so I really set the example, and I guess, you know, some girls saw that. And then we actually had a team. Oh, my God. We had a team where, you know, we could actually qualify for points. So that was that was really interesting. So uh, that was really happy with that. Mazel tov. Uh, so we did that. And then, of course, I'll still get comments on my my body. Because the warm-up would be like running, running around the perimeter of the school. I think we caught that. We caught that warm-up perimeter, literally. That's hilarious. <laughs> perimeter, the perimeter of the school. We we ran around the perimeter of the school, and then of course we would have to, since it was a fall sport, we we passed the uh, football, the the football boys uh playing whatever, and then they they said a comment about my my chest and and my weight. And then I'm just like, I'm just trying to run. I'm just trying to run the perimeter. Like, come on. And I know I should I should ignore the boys, but oh my god, that's just so mature. It's, it's just really honestly like like demoralizing. Like, it makes you just want to stop. But I I just continue. And I'm just getting tired of that. And then honestly, I'm used to being talked about. So so it's just so. So many people that they just want to come come for you. They want to judge a book by its cover, and they they don't know you. They don't know you. So you need to to push through that. At the end of the day, you know. Um, and then senior year, we had the the same enthusiastic coach, and we uh had more girls join actually, and that we were able to qualify on both levels for JV and varsity. So 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 that meant so that meant a lot, and that's just like. Not not to say that I I'm the reason, but you know, <laughs> I think I played a part. Cause you have this this one this one little black girl out here wanted to to join a cross country team, and she did not look like the ideal cross country runner. And and she's she's over here on the team, and and she's co captain, and and she shows up to practice every single day, and. A part of it, like I, I believe, it was from the recruiting of the 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 coach. I was talk, the new coach I was talking about, but it's just also you know breaking those norms because when what what do you what's the image you see in your head when you think of cross country running? You know, you think of tall, skinny, long legged white girl like with the blonde ponytail. Um, <laughs> Sorry, this is not racist, but I mean that's that's just the image that that comes to mind. I, I believe our school set set the uh, set a different norm for what a cross country runner looks like, and you how you shouldn't judge. And like you know, regardless of what school you go to, you we deserve we deserve to run too, and we are just as as willing and hardworking to you know to be cross country runners too. Cause that's that's the team we came up with. That's how it proved how hardworking we were, and like you know, we 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 set a different norm. And and again, again, it's about proving people wrong. I literally did cross country for three years just to prove people wrong. Did I enjoy running? No, I don't see how people enjoy running. You just running. I don't know, like. Maybe with some music, like I just run for exercise. Like I don't run for fun. People find running fun. That's crazy. I did cross country. Like just saying this out loud. 
I did cross country for three years to prove girls wrong and the girls, the guys, my family wrong because they told me I couldn't do it. That's extreme. But after my sophomore year, getting the uh, getting the injury with the with the hairline fracture and my uh, was it tibia, tibia, one of the, one of those words. I'm not a doctor. I don't know the parts. Uh, you know, just just that, and I'm. I did that. I did that. And it was extreme. And I didn't have no injuries after that. I, I learned some running techniques. I learned some stamina. I met some great people. I met a great coach. And uh, it was just a nice, different experience to have. And honestly, for that, you know, just I say it was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it. Uh, but uh, th- those would be, you know, my little that that's my little experience, you know, cross country and you know. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> now y'all know. Hold up, let me get a drink of my great value purified drinking water. I swear this is not sponsored. <sighs> nice, nice and water like. Yes. Um, can't really say anything bad or good about it. It's water. Um, anyway, y'all know I could not, you know, end this episode, this episode's a little long, but I could not end this episode without some words of wisdom, because I feel like some, some words, some words do help, some words people do listen to, and like I said, you never know who's listening, so that's, that's good, I just wanna, I just wanna let it out, please let me out, let, let me let it out, so I'm gonna do that, so I would say, mm, my number one is just, don't, don't let people determine what you can and can't do. Seriously, I told you about my family. Like, like my family's really blood. <laughs> I told you, like, like grandma's is it, it, supposed to tell you. No, you're not fat. No, my girl's like, oh, you're gaining weight. No, like, like seriously, don't let people determine that. You like got your family against you. You got your peers against you. The coach is looking at you like, what, what is she doing here? But. You just don't let people determine that. You determine that for yourself. You can't let those forces hold you back. Because although I can say I, I can look at my uh, my uh, figure here and just be like, oh, like this this ain't the, the figure for cross country. Like, why are you doing cross country? But but look what I do have. I have legs. I have feet. Um, they can run in some, some fashion, not, not as fast, but, but they can do that. I am well, I am able and, and I need to take advantage of that. If I want to do something, why should I let that hold me back? I do have disabled people in my family, you know, that, that don't have the opportunities I do. So that's, so that's the way I look at it. I look at it as I have legs. So why, so why are you telling me I can't run on this team? Why are you telling me I can't run three miles? I have legs, I have a body, I have a mouth that that can talk all day, and I can do whatever I want. You can't determine that for me. Only one that can can determine that is me. There's nothing holding me back. I'm not the ideal, but, you know, you keep on going. Just don't let people determine that for you. And although, like, the words do get to you, like, like um, a few of those boys, their, their words got to me. But you you look past that. You look past that because do those people go home with you at night? Do do those? Do you see those people? I mean, you may see them every day, but you it, it's not a choice to see them every day. Those people don't live your life. You live your life, and you shouldn't let those outside forces determine that. Again, 
Yeah, and again, I would also like to say, show up for yourself and not for anyone else. You need to do this stuff for yourself. That's with anything in life. If you're not doing it for yourself, then you're not gonna make it that far, honestly. Cause yourself, you're the one that you're the one that's going through this motion. You're the one that's going through it. You can't have that motivation like somebody's inspiring you to uh, continue to go. But you have to be here for yourself. That should be number one. That should be number one, and you have to keep on pushing. So, I would say comparing yourself to other people and and doing all that stuff it's a waste of time. It is a waste of time. You have to compare yourself to yourself. I remember that's that's what the coach always said. She did the little arm thing. Compare yourself to yourself. I always remember that. That's that's what I remember too going into college when uh when I see all these people, these these smart kids, and then I'll be over here struggling and I'm just like, it ain't gonna help like peeking at, at their test scores and I over here got an F. Uh so I just I look at my own improvement and like I said like these these sports things like they're applicable to like different aspects of life and stuff and uh yeah so so it's just it's just more so you're showing up for yourself you're doing stuff for yourself you're you're comparing yourself to yourself you're not worried about others because all that matters is how much effort you put in at the end of the day okay all right I had to get in the in okay all right okay that's that's like the thing I say. Um, also, you never know who is watching. You never know who is watching. You never know who who you're inspiring. You could, like, I could have been inspiring the, the next five for a big titty black girl with braids, you know, over there. Maybe, maybe, maybe she's just watching a, a cross country meet. Maybe I could be inspiring her. You never know what you're doing. So, like I said, like, like, you don't, you don't move for other people, but I just know if, if you just have the, the mindset of, uh, showing up for yourself and, uh, not letting others determine what you do, who cares? Who cares as long as you put your all in? And just that example, it's, you know, that, that helps. That helps everyone. I would call it a positive externality, okay? People are getting benefits from watching you and you want to contribute something positive into the world. You want to contribute that. You want to inspire the people. You want to, like, build something. You don't want to contribute that negativity. We all know the negative people in our lives. Like, come on. We we don't want to contribute that. We want to be positive. We want to, you know, we want to help people. And, like, even if, like, that helping people is unintentional, you're just doing stuff because you're doing it. You know, you, you're helping out other people, and you don't even know that, you know. So it's 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 important. You never know who's watching. And also, I would like to say, like, I, I talked about being extreme. Like, I am an extreme person. Like, like I either do it all or I do nothing. Like, come on. Doing cross country for, for three years and not and not liking it, uh, that's that's something. Just, just because some girls say I can't run because I got arthritis. But I did it. But, like, you know, that, that can be an example. But, like, also, if I wanted to, to stop for some words, like, I'm not going to stop for anyone's words because it's not giving anyone's words power. Don't give anyone's words power. They have no power. These these negative, they, they have no power in your life. You focus on yourself. You you do whatever. And then if they if they know what they said, can, like, like, you know, somehow motivated your, your decision to, to do something, that's going to give them power and that's going to make them satisfied. But, you know, the point is to prove people wrong, to prove people wrong and keep on going. 
And then what? Once you prove them wrong, what? What's it gonna be? They they gonna come up with with another excuse saying, "Oh, but 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 you did this. Oh, but 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 you came in last place. Oh, um, excuse me, like like excuse me. I I did this. I did this, and, I, and I'm and I'm doing it, and I'm gonna continue to do it. And what have you been doing? What have you been doing? Okay, okay, all right. That, that's what I thought. You haven't you haven't been doing anything. And I'll just like to circle back to, um, this. Topic is is applicable to different aspects in life. It's stupid. It's juvenile. It's 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 a cross high school cross country. But and like even like me talking back with my uh sixth grade basketball experience, like that's applicable to life, and it means so much, and it shapes your life experiences and your attitudes so much. Just that stuff, like. Why people want to know why I have the mindset I do? Like that was that was those those little those little things I experienced growing up. Like it's very transferable into into things I do now, like more important things, more serious things, and and just and just know, like you being resilient, you're not giving up, you're not giving power to people's words, you're setting the example for for the next generation, the next generation that. That means so much, even though it was just it was just cross country. It means so much. These these character traits mean so much, and it means you will go far in life. I see people hit now never been through anything like this. Uh, they they be crying. They get a they get a C. They get a C in an assignment, or they no they get a, they were worried about getting a C in a class. Like oh, how am I gonna get to grad school? Shut up! Shut up! I don't want to see you crying like like that's why I hate doing homework with those people that be stressing like like I have so many papers I have so many Zoom meetings not the Zoom meetings come on calm down shut up it's a Zoom meeting why are you stressed out so why are you stressed you about to have a mental breakdown over a Zoom meeting chill out it's online <laughs> it's online you worry about typing your paper come on type the paper type it up get the word count in throw some throw some filler words in there read read the article read the article you, you you're good you're good you you know and i would say despite everything i went through across country the blood do I remember pleading? I think I fell one time. I fell in the woods. And I remember, like, oh, it was really so I'm like, oh, my God. Like, oh. And then I was like, should I just lay here and let, let the bugs devour me? But uh, I, I stood up. Uh, I got back up. That I think I bled from that. Um, the sweat. Of course, you sweat. And it's hot. It's hot outside. They got you running in 90 degree weather sometimes. It's, it's hot. So that's sweat. The pains. I told you about. I told you about my my old woman pains. Okay. Uh, besides the uh whole whole shin thing and the neat thing and stuff. Y'all got period cramps. I'm running with the period cramps too. That's that's a part of it. It is it is painful. You keep on running and you have people yelling at you. Go faster. Okay. I'm trying. You you get out here. Then. And also the embarrassment. Now I'm gonna say coming in last was like was like empowering. Yeah, it was somewhat empowering, you know, across the line. But uh you know, it is that sense of embarrassment. I personally didn't care, but like at first it was like, dang, like I really came in last. I only stick it out. I'm like only like one of the one of the, the few black girls out there, like of course the black girl came in last. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I heard them laughing. But you know, it's fine. And um 
this experience, despite the, the four things that I, I mentioned, um, I would not be the same person I am today without my cross-country experience in high school. It made me such a better person. It made me learn so much. Even though we're just talking about high school sports, those little things do matter, and they and they do like, you know, they they do contribute to your character or type of person you are, how resilient you are. And I really appreciate the experience. So again, not again. This is the first time I'm saying that. I know I only listed negative things, but thank you so much, cross country. You really changed me and i don't know what i would be without it and like they say in the um in the books from from great uh philosophers thinking you know the 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 great thinkers that you read about in your textbook when your titties slap you in the face you slap them back into place okay remember that forever (laughs) but yeah all right all right all right that is all for today's extended long extra extra long length yao ming length episode um but again i would like to thank you so much for listening honestly every time i hear something positive about my podcast it inspires me to keep on doing more and more because it shows that at least some people are listening so thank you so much i am so appreciative of all of you guys i can even go as far as says i kind of love you just a little bit a little bit a tiny bit but i upload three times a week it should be around 9 a.m central standard time again if you're on the east coast west coast gotta uh do the conversions um but for any questions or advice um for my future advice segment of this podcast you can email me fcoupe24 at gmail.com to spell it out f-c-o-u-p-e-t 24 at gmail or if you would like to do the more modern fashion and dm me on instagram my instagram is frenista beast and if you don't know how to spell it f-r-a-n-e-s-e-d-a-b-e-a-s-t Ooh, can spell for a second but again i am your host frenista coupe And always, 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 always be prepared to offend, to offend. Have a great day.